something that we're going to share together. It will be visible on your screen at home, and it's called Great is Thy Faithfulness. So let's share together in singing Great is Thy Faithfulness.
Lord, each day we look to you for wisdom and guidance and strength. And today as we come together for worship in our homes, a few here in Archdale Friends, and others in places that they have chosen to be. So we just ask that we lift you up wherever we are, Lord, and we recognize that your faithfulness continues through this pandemic, that your faithfulness continues wherever we are, and we're thankful that you're always with us. Your eyes are upon us. Help us to keep our eyes upon you. Help us to focus on what you provided, Lord, each and every blessing. Forgive us where we have failed, where we have turned and gone the wrong way. Help us to follow you, to seek you, and to know you in a greater capacity. Again, we give thanks for this day that you have made and shared with us. And may we rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of Christ, amen. Well, as you know, as a tradition here at Archdale Friends, uh, on Mother's Day, there's, there's a tribute. Uh, in 1978, the Isaac Harris class started a, a bulletin insert to honor and to recognize mothers here at Archdale Friends. And they wanted to continue this um, through this pandemic time and to continue to celebrate and honor our mothers. And so a poem that was used on the first bulletin insert in 1978 uh, was given to me by Becky Coltrane, to, and I'm going to share and read that now. It's called Only a Mother. There are times when only a mother's love can understand our tears, our bitter disappointments, and all of our childish fears. There are times when only a mother's heart can share the joy we feel when something that we've dreamed about quite suddenly is real. There are times when only a mother's words can make us want to smile and give us the assurance that makes life more worthwhile. There are times when only a mother's faith can help us on life's way and inspire in us the confidence we need from day to day. Yes, so often through our lifetime, whether skies are gray or blue, it seems that there are countless times when only a mother will do. And that was written by Mary Ellen Gray. This morning, Lori McCrossey is going to share ministry of music for us.
even in my desperation, I will praise you, Lord. And I can't understand all that you allow. I just can't see the reason. But my life is in your hands, and though I cannot see you, I choose to trust you, even when my heart is torn, I will praise you, Lord, even when I feel deserted, I will praise you, Lord, even if my darkest valley I will praise you Lord and when my world is shattered and it seems all hope is gone yet I will praise you trust you, Lord my God. Even in my loneliness, I will trust you, Lord. I will trust you, Lord my God. Even when I cannot hear you, I will trust you, Lord. And I will not forget that you hung on a cross. Lord, you bled and died for me. And if I have to suffer, I know that you've been there. And I know that you're here now, even when my heart is torn. I will trust you, Lord, even when I feel deserted, I will trust you, Lord, even in my darkest valley, I will trust you, Lord, and when my And it seems all hope is gone, yet I will praise you, Lord. And they all said, Amen. Thank you. kind of a lone clapper um, when uh, the pews aren't very full. And David, that was David uh, Spell on the piano. Uh, David and his wife, uh, Debbie, 
couple of years ago gave me this cup. I've been having it here um, on uh, our live broadcast. One side says, we thank God. We always thank God and pray for you. But on the other side, and this is really why I used it today, it talks about the pastor's wife for Mother's Day. So, Darlene, happy Mother's Day to you and to all mothers out there. Today we're continuing part, today is part three of living a legacy for God. And it's really about um, lighting candles. There's a quote that I have used before that I really like. And it says, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. So, I've got two candles here this morning. And so, the one is already lit. And so, the candle will lose nothing lighting another candle. As a Christian, when you share your faith, when you help someone, you really don't lose anything. You're building the other person up. You're lighting the other person. So, as people of God, when we light somebody else, when we give somebody something, when you share something with someone, when you help someone else, it's like a candle. It, you don't lose anything lighting another candle. So we are to be God's workmen. We are to be lighting other people with the love and the grace and the power of Christ. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 8 through 10. And this is about being God's workmen. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And verse 10 then reads, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared for us in advance to do. So God already has things for all of us to do as his workmen. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. It is by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, it is by his pardon that we have this freedom from the world, from the grip that the world can provide or hold on to us with fears, disappointments, wealth, greed, selfishness. The world wants to pull us in that direction. But God has freed us from that. And he's given us the gift of life, the gift of love and joy, of peace and patience of goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We can have those by the grace of God. We can be those kind of candles to others. There's nothing greater, for me anyway, than what the peace of God brings when I know I am doing what He wants me to do. And His amazing love pours, pours over me. It is one's faith in this grace that God gives us that redeems us from our selfish and wayward paths and those times of the flesh. None of us are going to live forever. So take time, not just take time, but make time for the path that God has promised you. You can choose the legacy that you want to live and the legacy that you want to leave others. This is Mother's Day, and so I do want to share 
about some biblical women who left a godly legacy for others to see and to witness. If you read in the Old Testament, in the book of Exodus, there's a name called Jochebed, a godly woman. If you haven't read about her, take a few minutes maybe this week to read about Jochebed. And the things that she did and she accomplished to leave a legacy for God. And we jump then into the New Testament and we can read about a lady named Dorcas or Tabitha. She lived in Joppa and she met the Apostle Paul and she became a Christian and she became a dedicated worker for her community. Those that were without clothing, she made clothing and just gave them away to people who needed it. And today, I'm sure some uh, food pantries and clothing pantries are uh, emulating Dorcas. When I grew up, my mother's um, USFW group, Quaker Ladies, name was Dorcas, and it was named after the good works that Dorcas did being a workmanship for God. Also in the New Testament, we meet Eunice and we meet Lois. Paul found uh, Lois and Eunice on one of his missionary journeys when he also found Timothy. But Eunice and Lois provided the faith-bound foundation for Timothy. They had taught him the scriptures, which then was just the first five books of the Old Testament called the Septuagint. And so they had taught Timothy, as well as some of his educators, about knowing the scriptures and about having them written in his heart and to know them. And so Lois and so Eunice provided that groundwork for Timothy, his mother and his grandmother. He became a follower of Christ. He He chose to go with Paul on one of his missionary journeys. He became an evangelist just because the foundation that was laid, a candle lighting another candle from Lois, Eunice, to Timothy. A candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. You and I, us, you know, we influence other people by the way we live, the way we talk, the way we act, the things that we do, the way we treat others. I pray that you're choosing to leave a legacy of God for your family, for your friends, and for your neighbors. Doing what you can do to share the love and the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Take the time to educate yourself with the knowledge, with the scriptures, and pass it on in what you say and what you do. I'm ever thankful for my own mother and my own Uh, Grandmother Freeman, teaching and showing God's ways to me. There is something worthwhile in raising the standard. That was one of my grandma's quotes, only she said, raise the bar, don't lower the bar. So we need to raise our Christian standards. We need to keep pushing those so we leave a legacy for God. Don't allow them to be lowered from one generation to another. Don't be caught up in the world's ways. Be caught up in the power and the presence and the love and the forgiveness and doing justice for God. God calls us to follow him and to live a holy life. 
and we can choose to live that legacy for Christ. You can raise the Christian standard or you can lower it. In 1 Corinthians, Paul uh, dedicates 46 verses to the subject of where you will spend eternity. The life you live determines where you spend eternity. Are you raising or lowering the standard? You want to get one chance at this life. Raise the standard. Raise the bar. So a question or two, not real deep questions this morning. What are you doing for God? How are you spending your time? What are you doing to build the church? Are you pointing people to the church or to other kind of entertainment venues? How are you lighting candles for God in the things that you are doing? The decisions you have made and what you have become have made you what you are today. And maybe you're completely happy with that. And maybe you're satisfied with that. And that's wonderful. But maybe you're not. Maybe you're thinking about your relationship with Christ this morning. And you're wondering, is it where it needs to be? Then take the talents that you've developed and the goals that you have set and the way that you spend your time and give a little bit more to God. And help light another candle. Does your living, do your goals, and the way you spend your time point to God? We all need to consider the legacy that we want to leave. How do you want your children? How do you want your neighbors? How do you want your friends to remember you when you are gone? Or when you move? You know, sometimes we don't leave this earth. Sometimes we move from one place to another. And so how do you want your friends to remember you? You know, early friends were known for their Bible reading, going to worship, following Christ, seeking justice. We have early friends who really sought justice for those who were in prison. Some went to prison. Because they stood up for God or they stood up for someone else, someone else's rights and beliefs. They taught their children the Bible stories. They were known as publishers of truth, and they risked their lives for Jesus. They left us a strong Quaker heritage or Christian heritage of Christ to stand upon. You know, when we sing the hymn, On Christ the Solid Rock I Stand, no other ground is sinking sand. Are you leaving such a legacy as a solid foundation? Are you building that legacy of a solid foundation? Are you lighting candles for God with your faith, with your joy, with your aspirations, with your hope, with your determination, with your prayers? How are you lighting other candles? The Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesians in today's text, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we could walk in them. Hmm. So that we could walk in them. We are to be them. 
God has prepared them for us to do. Seek the Lord. You know, He is the potter and we are the clay. Let Him mold you and make you after His will. Give Him space in your heart. In the Upper Room devotional this week, uh, Wednesday's Upper Room devotional, I believe it was, a lady was writing about her and her husband's desire to start having some bees, some honeybees. And so they had gone to some classes apparently and had done some research and had gotten their first beehive. And she asked him, how am I going to be able to identify the queen bee? And he says, don't worry about it. You'll be able to see her works. And so after a few days, she got a little antsy and wanted to know if she could find that queen bee in the hive. And so she looked, and she couldn't find it. She didn't know where it was. But she could see the evidence of the queen bee's activity and life. And so you and I, we don't always need to have our good works known to the world, but they need to be consistent, they need to be steady, and they need to be what God would want us to do. 2 Corinthians 2.9 reads, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love Him. So we don't know what God is preparing for us to do. But when we walk with Him and abide with Him, we'll find out. We can be more the light that He wants each of us to be or what He wants Archdale friends to become. So don't give in to the world. When I was in elementary school, it might have been the third or fourth grade, my mother began reading the upper room to us every morning. A little bit later, she used a Quaker publication called Fruit of the Vine. It didn't matter which one of those she read from, but every morning she read those. And I can still remember some of those instances at the breakfast table when she was sharing those stories and the scripture lessons. They impressed me. A couple years later, we started having prayer for before every meal. Small things but yet light, lighting another candle is what she was doing. And we never missed Sunday school, we never missed worship, and we never missed going to youth group. Didn't matter who the leader was, she kept the standard there. She didn't lower it, she kept raising it. She kept pushing us closer to God. Now, she didn't do that in a real forceful manner. It was just, here's the light. If you want it, you can have it today. Sometimes we think that maybe it's too late to be God's light in our lives. We've never done that. We don't know how to do that. Sometimes we think that we're not prepared the right way, and so we don't know how to do that. It's never too late to be a candle for God to light another candle, to raise your standards, to change your habits, if you need to, to be a greater light for Jesus. Just do what you're supposed to do for God. Help build each other up. 
So, again, what good work are you doing? We've had a solo here. We've had a pianist here. We've had music here. We're going to hear from several Sullivans in a little bit using their gifts and talents to glorify God, to let their light shine, that it might light a candle in you. God needs workmen who are faithful and dedicated. Permit God to form your heart after His will. Unpack what is in your heart, your hardships, your sadness, your disappointments, your discouragements, your woes. Unpack those and help God find a place in your heart where He's never been before, lighting a lamp in you. So you can leave, lead, leave a legacy that leads to heaven. Too many L's there. Remember, God used an adulterer, David. He used a murderer, Moses. He used a liar, a killer of Christians, a tax collector. And I guess I can say this, dirty old fisherman to build his church. He can use you. Give him some of your time. Give him a place to start, a new place to start another place to start in your heart. Jesus is the redeemer of the soul and a light bearer to all. He loves you and he desires that you become a greater workman for him. There's a story of a little girl who was given this piece of clay in art class one day. And she got it and she formed it into a beautiful angel, just a beautiful angel. And the teacher came over and showed it to the whole class and they just were kind of oohing and aahing at how beautiful she had made this angel out of a piece of clay. And the teacher handed it back to Maddie and Maddie took that little angel and she just formed it all back into a round ball. And people were kind of, why are you doing that? Why did you make that beautiful angel into a ball? And she just held it up and she proclaimed, now it is a hidden angel. In each of us, there's hidden angels. We are a hidden angel, one to the other, just to let your light shine, just to be the light that lights somebody else. There is that of God in all of us, ready to be discovered in a greater capacity. You can, if you want, be a hidden angel for God. Any desire, any goal, just take some effort and time. 1 Timothy 6.18 reads, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and to share. In this way, they will lay up treasures for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. So we have a choice each day to rise, to live a legacy of your choosing. And God is asking each of us to be his workman, his light, to light the path for others. I'm sure all of us can name people in our past who have been a light to us. Perhaps there's even people here at Arsdale Friends that you can name who've been a light to you 
who's provided guidance and strength, wisdom. Maybe not, well, maybe in just a subtle way they have been that light. Not in a showy fashion, but they've laid a solid foundation for all of us to build upon. So be the type of workman God calls us to be no matter the challenges or the temptations that the world offers. Build a strong kingdom of God within your soul so others can follow. Remember, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. And so the Solomon family is going to come and share the concluding hymn for us, and it's called The Blessing. And it's a song from Scripture. So thank you, guys. children here with me to share the song with you and we just want to pass this blessing on to you. 